fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal. We are your lead blocker on the way to fantasy excellence. We're paving your way to fantasy glory. And we're coming at you tonight with a little something different on a little different day. I guess about the same time. Uh, we're here for our quarter one fantasy award shows, which I'm actually super, super excited about. Oh, yeah. I'm your host, Nat the Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself. Wolf, how you doing? How prepared are you for this? How excited are you for the game? Uh, in any of those uh, orders, you want to hit those questions in. Oh, I'm I'm pumped for first the recording. Absolutely, it's always a great one to just put a bow on what we've seen so far. What's real? What's not? Who to buy low, sell high? Like uh, we like to obviously give out the hardware. It's exciting, but we do try to keep it also forward focused in terms of who are we believing that was a huge draft day value? Who are we not believing that we'd be selling? Who's been busting that we're going to buy low on waiver wire guy of the future, future league winners? So yes, like we'll tell you. Maybe Derrick Henry, spoiler, is an MVP. That's also great and lovely, but we are going to give you guys some very actionable stuff here in replacement right. of our usual Risers Fallers show that I do at this time each week. I, I love this one. It's one of my favorite ones. And, then of course, I'm pumped for the Sox tonight. Like, I'm not really that big into baseball, but every time October hits, I'll get right onto the bandwagon sure. like the loser, fair weather fan that I am. It's exciting, though. October baseball is a great time. October is the best month of sports in general, so it's good stuff indeed. It is. And I'm super looking forward. I do want to talk to you just really briefly about my fantasy team's performance yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm crippled by injuries. CMC out. Chris Carson out. Calvin Ridley, personal reasons. Um, and I still just brought it to the number one team Bobby. in the league. Thanks to Cordero Patterson. Thanks to Antonio Brown. Uh, you really, really enjoyed what those guys brought to the table. Oh, thanks to Mike Williams. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh right. yeah, we're going to talk about Mike Williams a little bit today as well. So yeah, uh, you, you want to get personal right MVPs that are going to probably be a lot of other people's MVPs. But as you guys are coming in here, oh, right. thumbs up helps us get out to more people. You see that nice bandage thumb over there? What was that? You said that was like a hedge trimmer or something. What did you do to yourself? Um, yeah, uh, electric <laughs> hedge trimmer. Um, nice. Cut down a branch that I probably should have used a chainsaw for, and. Um, Use the hedge trimmer just because I was lazy and I didn't feel like going and changing the battery. And then when it cut off the branch, I went to grab the branch. And I guess the hedge trimmer was like not quite off yet. And uh, <laughs> it's probably better that you didn't use a freaking chainsaw your whole. Well, but if I'd off. use the chainsaw, <laughs> if I'd use the chainsaw, it wouldn't have happened. Like I mean, it, if I'd use the chainsaw and reached in, I would have lost my hand. But that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm playing injured. You got to do more than this to keep me out of the Monday uh, Monday night podcast. Absolutely. Um, and and just as we go to, we'll go through the awards. Comment on in, though. Do you agree with our picks, our nominations? Is there someone we're overlooking? Who's your personal MVP, your personal bust of the year? We'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to play those all at the end of the show. And, of course, if you have questions for Monday night related to tonight, anything of that nature as well, we will make sure to hit those. So get them on in. We'll cover everything and then get to those. I imagine this will take about 30 minutes or so to get through the awards hand out the, the prestigious hardware that everybody's lusting over there in the NFL. Uh, and then we can get to everything that you guys have as well. 
Also, any of the players that, not just the winners, nominees as well. If you'd like a spot on the show next week to Always. discuss, you're welcome. Just contact us. Exactly. Uh, you guys, you can get your agents in contact with our agents. So we'll you know our them. numbers. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the big one, fantasy MVP. We're not like the Oscars. We don't make you wait till the end of the show for this. We no. like to lead off with the good stuff. Here we go. Quarter one, fantasy MVP nominees, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup, Tom Brady, Mike Williams. Um, if I'm going on this list right now, right away, um, not that he's having a phenomenal season. It's just quarterback. You you can get a good quarterback, uh, you know, off waivers practically. And I think his pr- production above replacement, you know, and quarterback being that position, you can't really put him on this list. Cup, interesting. Mike Williams, interesting. Eckler is honestly Eckler's doing kind of what we just thought he would do. Like that guy is still undervalued, even though he's points per touch are like behind only McCaffrey for like the last two or three years. Um, if I'm going for it, I'm saying Henry though, I would have to give it to a running back. It's a scarcer position as far as just having, you know, tons and tons of guys producing a lot and he's the best. What do you think? Yeah, I think he gave a good case around all these guys and similar, you know, Brady's the only reason I put him on here, as you mentioned, like quarterbacks are typically so, you know, there's so much depth. You can find guys on the waiver wire. He also did go around like nine, 10, and yep. is the quarterback one right now, and he's 44, and it's just freaking insane what this guy yeah. is doing. Yeah, I, I give him tons of respect. Multiple five TD days. Like, he, he single-handedly can win you weeks. And that I mean, that's just nuts uh, at the quarterback position that a guy that's not a Konami code, that's a statue, is doing that. So I had to put him on there. But I actually also chose Derrick Henry. Now, uh, we're going to have an article come out this week where the RSJ staff also weighs in, and, uh, you know, we get everybody's opinion beyond just – Mind and the truth. So there might be other nominations, other players in there. So check that out. Well, you're getting the two day. most important ones now, though. Yes, of and, course. And, and, and there's <laughs> there's a question. I, I acknowledge this. If you're talking about value, like, you know, how much did you pay for this guy versus what they're producing? Well, that's a different question. I'm basically yeah. going for who do I think is the best guy. I'm going for value. To me, it's clearly Mike Williams. And I am going to talk course. about Mike Williams uh, later on in the pod. But Derrick Henry – what a monster. A, a, a game and a half into this season, we had him in the, uh, what, the um, bust list practically. And then he had a great, like, second half of the second game. And then he, and now he's Derrick Henry again. He's madness, man. So just to paint it, and, I, and I'm in agreement too, like, you know, yes, value factors into some things, but MVP is just who is going to be on the most championship rosters. You've got to imagine Derrick Henry's a huge. Uh, potential to be that 134.5 PPR fantasy points so far, 26.9 per game, both far in ahead of the league. What's crazy is just how the production 640 rushing yards, seven TDs, 142 attempts are nearly 50 more than the next closest Kamara. He's on pace. This, this 16 game pace is just, just insanity. 482 attempts, nearly 500 attempts, because we have to go for 17 game pace now, 2,176 rush yards and 24 TDs on the ground. And what's even crazier is like, yes, that's okay. MVP, no no brainer on just that. He's also having the highest receiving season of his entire career right now. 15th in running back targets heading into last week. Those numbers haven't been updated quite yet for last week, Uh, but he did add a few more targets this last week too. So 14 receptions, you know, 25 See 125 receiving yards. Those are both the second highest of his career in only four games, top 12 among running backs so far. Uh, number 11 in yards per out run with 2.27. Like the guy's getting it done as a receiver. 
and all those ridiculous 16-game bases I just put up. There's, to me, there's no one else that can be in this conversation right now as MVP. Eckler, if you were factoring in value, is damn close. But to me, it's Henry. You no, Henry's, Henry's the guy. And I remember when we were doing our preseason shows and you projected Henry's stat line. It was just stupid. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't think he's going to be a bust or anything, but he's clearly not going to perform up to these ridiculous <laughs> standards that you have up here. And he's – Totally exceeded them so far. Right, so. I think I had I think I had nineteen hundred rush yards and like twenty and like twenty minutes. touchdowns like 20 on the ground. And I was just <laughs> like, I was like, you know, you have to smash the under there just because yeah. it seems unrealistic. But anyway, he's proven me wrong. I'm a Henry fan. I always have been. He's my MVP. Yeah, we're in we're in lockstep here. So Derek Henry, quarter one MVP in fantasy. Yes. All right, biggest threat to fantasy MVP. I had a little bit of a trouble answering this because. Some of the guys I would put as a threat to him are guys that were already on that list. But if I'm going to reach outside that list, and this you don't have to necessarily, you can pick somebody that's on that list that you think's the biggest threat. That's totally fine. I think Eckler is probably the biggest threat on that list. I agree. But I'm going to go a little deeper than that, and I'm going to say long, long shot Zeke. Interesting. Zeke, yeah. do you have any uh, – that would not be my pick. He no, I mean – damn juicy. I, 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 I said long, long shot. Like, it's just like – I'm not – I wasn't a super big believer in Zeke, honestly, going into the season. But the Cowboys offense is yeah. just like an absolute juggernaut. He's getting care. He's getting tons of touches. He's catching the ball. You know, they play in a terrible, terrible division. You know, I wouldn't put much money on this, but he's my long, long shot to be a threat to fantasy MVP. If we're going to people on the list, I'd say Austin Eckler. And I go Eckler. Uh, and there's one other I'm going to toss out there that you're going to be like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, I could have had that guy, too. Tenth and running back snap share for Eckler, though. That's like the – he's always hovered around, like, 50% of the snaps. He's always bottom 25 in snap share. He's top 10, and that's huge for this guy given how wildly efficient he is. He's second in PPR fantasy points with 21.6. So, again, a big gap from him and Henry. Uh, with the five points there, but still third in total TDs among running backs. That's huge for Austin Eckler. Four touchdowns already. He's getting all the goal line work. He's also fourth in receptions with 18. Uh, he's dominating. He's dominating every facet of the game. He played 70% or more snaps in two of the four recent games. I love everything about Eckler and the fact that he's getting this is, you know, you hearken back to two, two, three seasons ago when he was in a little bit of a timeshare with Melvin Gordon, but when Melvin Gordon got hurt, he was running back two behind only. My other threat for MVP, Christian McCaffrey, who has put up 27.7, 24.7 PPR FPs in his only two full games. It's Christian McCaffrey as right. usual. The thing is, do they you know cut down his workload now he's gotten hurt a couple seasons in a row? I don't know. Uh, but still, it's McCaffrey. Like He has to always be in that conversation of MVP if and when he comes back. And it's looking like it's going to be as early as this week. Yeah, you're right. I should have said that. That makes a lot more sense. I think that's more likely than Zeke or whatever. <laughs> Um, all right, top draft day value that stays got a lot on this list. All of 2021. And I actually did research on this one instead of just like being like, this is what I think. Yeah. Uh, guys that outperformed expectations and the biggest draft day values, we already touched on uh, one of them, but I'm going to go down a, a quick list of nominees that we have. We got Debo Samuel, Mike Williams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Kareem Hunt, DJ Marr, Moore, and I added Dawson Knox to the list. Um, just as far as like a huge value. We also have some other guys below. So if there's any guys like that you want to touch on there, you can go ahead. Um, but just real quick, Debo Samuel was drafted on average as the wide receiver 36. He's fifth in PPR scoring right now. Mike Williams, average ADP 47 
He's the wide receiver too. That's like 120 overall. So he was like taking, yeah, you know, he's like a late 10th rounder, like shot in the dark. And this guy's putting up 27 points a game. Uh, Cooper Cup, 18th ADP. Now he's one as wide receiver, you know. Jamar Ooh. Chase, 29 ADP. These are just wide receiver, not overall rankings. He's the seventh wide receiver in, as far as scoring. DJ Moore, AD, ADP 22, and he's sixth overall. I just want to say, other than Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, the other guys in the top seven, they're all these unheralded guys that I just said. Uh, Hill and Adams are three and four, respectively. They're doing about what we thought they would do. But these guys, just if you got any of these guys, even one of them, but much less two or three, like you're killing it right now. Those are the receivers up on the list that I have. Um, you got to admit, those are some pretty serious discrepancies between ADP and actual production, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, and it, I think this kind of can help inform the overall landscape of fantasy. There's only, what, one, two running backs that we could even consider as huge right. outperforming expectations. There's certainly been some guys that have hit and been great. Look at how many wide receivers are panning out. This is why we always say breed those bell cows, stack your running back stable early and often because you can so often find wide receiver values. Now, granted, this is probably the most epic like contra- like contrast we've seen in many, many years, maybe ever, in terms of this many later receivers panning out to be not just like top 24 useful guys, but legitimately wide receiver ones. Um, and not a whole ton of them seem all that fluky. And that's how we're going to no, break down don't. this category too, which is who's going to stay hot from these nominees and who started off hot that's going to cool off. Um, do you want to toss out your favorite that you know you, you feel in your gut is definitely going to stay rolling so far? Um, yeah, I do, but I want to I want to comment on two more guys before sure. I do that because I, I went down some receivers. I brought up Dawson Knox. His ADP was tight end 34. 34th tight end taken on the board, How? which means like yeah. there were backups on other teams that were taken before him, <laughs> like a lot of them. He's the tight end two right now. So as far as value, you could have had him for nothing, literally nothing. It's almost a sure thing. He wasn't taken in your draft. You could have grabbed him off waivers. So that's real value. Also, you talked about how there's not that many running backs. Kareem Hunt was the one guy that jumped out at me. He was average uh, wide uh, running back 23. Um, and he's actually the RB five right now. So I that's had a pretty big impressive, chub, right? <laughs> that's oh, yeah, substantially, substantially, <laughs> and and um, that's going to factor into some of my uh, thoughts later as far as who's going to stay hot, who's going to uh, cool off. We'll see what happens. But as far as guys that I think will stay hot, and I mean I don't know, I don't feel like these are super hot takes. I think Mike Williams is going to stay hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at his role. Now he had one terrible game this year, but I mean, four out of his five games, he's been unbelievably productive. Not like, oh, he had seven catches for 90 yards. I mean, like, he's getting like 24, 25, 26 or more fantasy points, which is huge, right? Absolutely. Um, Cooper Cup, I think he will stay hot. I don't know if he'll end the year as the wide receiver one, but, I mean, he's a top five or ten guy. Like, no question about it, in my opinion. I think Brady will remain hot. Look at the weapons he's got. Um, I think Antonio Brown will remain hot. He's outperformed expectations. I mean, look who's throwing him the ball. I think that Jamar Chase will probably stay hot uh, unless Joe Burrow's throat's messed up worse than I think it is. And I think Debo will probably remain hot. I mean, I'm banking on Trey Lance a little bit, but I like Debo Samuel going forward. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you on that whole list of nominees. There's not a whole ton that I'm like, this guy screams regression. There is the the Jamar Chase. He's only 42nd in targets right now, yet he's still the wide receiver seven in points. Like, that does scream it should regress, but I think he's just so damn good that he's really good. It, it, even if it the volume did not bump up, 
he'll continue to remain this elite efficiency. Now, I also think the targets are going to continue to climb as well the more and more he continues to perform like this. So, yeah, I think all these guys and just a handful of other names to toss out there is like great values so far. Daryl Henderson, he's not like towards the top in terms of ultimate fantasy points right now, but per game, he's had 16 or more in every single full start he's made. He's looking like a great guy that I I could see. Well, I'm going to talk about him in later like league winners, but he seems a little bit under the radar because he did miss some time. He does seem to get dinged up. But in that like running back dead zone, he is that was what it was labeled coming into the year. He's come out as a true RB1 each and every week. So I really like him. DeAndre Swift as well kind of fell to round four by the end of the season, by the time it was getting going. Leading running backs and targets, uh, you know, r- routes run, all that good stuff, looking elite as a receiver. Fancy points per touch remain in the top five. He's looking amazing as well. So those are t- a couple, two other guys. Rob Gronkowski would have been on this list had he stayed healthy, but he's kind of fizzled out a little bit. And Zach Moss like seems gross, but he's really taken over that backfield. So there's a couple other names to nominate for yeah. who have performed their value. Now, who do I think is going to stay hot uh, and that I'm most confident in? It's Cooper Cup to me. I, I mean, you know, I, I don't think he's going to stay – as you said, maybe the wide receiver one in fantasy, especially after last week. We just saw Robert Woods. We're going to talk yeah. about underperformers. See 14 targets, 12 catches. The squeaky wheel got greased, and he outperformed Cup. But even in that blow-up game for Robert Woods, Cup still had like 16.1 PPR points. Yeah, he did seven catches for 92. Yeah, it's still a decent, solid outing. Like and and made a couple run. really good catches. Like the guy's, yeah. the guy's talent is real. I mean, Exactly. He, so really, yeah. honestly, all those wide receivers that have significantly outperformed, I don't really see any of them dropping off. Like, honestly, the only one I'm a little bit worried about would be Debo, but I'm with you in terms of – and that's just more so because of health and Trey Lance and what happens at that offense as a whole. Mike Williams, though, I'm, I'm fully confident this is not a fluke, and anybody that thinks it is and is trying to, to sell high is moron, in my opinion. He got that all that hype about being the X receiver, getting peppered in that, that Michael Thomas role. He's legitimately playing Michael Thomas's role right now. It was not hyperbole, and he's better right now than Keenan Allen. I wouldn't be shocked to see that continue the rest of the year. In fact, I think it would. <laughs> Here's since since you brought up Mike Thomas, let me just give you a quick list. These are wide receivers that were drafted before Mike Williams. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, oh. OBJ, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Thomas, uh, Lavisca Chenault, DJ Chark. We, we, we people thought there were two Jacksonville receivers you'd rather have than Mike Williams. Oh, Will man. Fuller, Michael Gallup. And just many, many more. Those were just a few I, I cherry-picked. Oh, God. That's just disgusting. Yeah, that's horrible. Uh, what about in terms of – so we, we gave you – I think Cooper Cup's as real as can be. I'm not worried at all about any type of cool-off, even with Woods starting to slowly emerge again. You mentioned Mike Williams, and I think we just kind of said all these receivers are pretty good bets to us. Is there anybody that you are worried that cools off from their hot start so far in these, this value list? Uh, all right. Of a list that we picked from earlier. So here's the thing. I'm like 50-50 on Kareem Hunt. I think he's great. I think he's a great. I'm naturally skeptical of anybody who's in a legitimate platoon backfield. That's right. the that's the only thing I'm saying. I don't doubt his talent. I don't doubt the Browns' willingness to run the ball. But if you told me he was going to end the year – RB five, I'd be pretty surprised by that. That doesn't mean he's not going to carry huge value. I just don't think he's going to be where he is right now. That's just my hunch. Um, I suspect that Gronk will cool off when he comes back right now. He actually averages more points than any tight end per game, even though he's been banged up a little, I don't see that carrying out through the year, but again, I think he's going to exceed his uh, ADP expectations. Um, The two guys I really think will probably cool off that have had a pretty good start. I think Hollywood Brown will probably cool off. Um, I'm kind of not a believer in general. 
Um, and I think James Conner can't help but cool off. I, I, I didn't even like the fact that he was on this list in the first place, even though he probably deserves it production-wise. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I made a joke on Twitter this week that first two weeks while I owned James Conner on my team, zero touchdowns. Since I hate cut him and he's been motivated by this hate cut, yeah, yeah, yeah. he scored five touchdowns. And there's no way that's continuing. Like, there's no way. And Clearly there's also no way that's random. Yeah. That definitely happened because you cut him. Oh, of course. Yeah, exactly. He wanted to, he, he heard the word. They put it in his bulletin board for sure. Yeah. He's, he's an easy, all those guys you mentioned are pretty easy regression candidates in particular. Like I love Hollywood Brown. I love what he's doing. I love the fact that he should have 19 or more fancy points in every game. The only reason he doesn't because he had three drop touchdowns. Cause I mean, he, he can't he, catch them. <laughs> we would be looking at like the wide receiver one potentially without those, those drops. The guy is balling out. And I think that role is going to continue. I do worry though, when Bateman comes in, I think Bateman's very legit. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, in terms of second half stretch candidates that could blow up. I really like that guy. Uh, so I'm a little bit skeptical. There'll be enough volume to go around that Hollywood will continually be 19 plus every single week. I think he's still going to be great. You're still going to get your blowups more often than you don't, but I am with you on that. I, in terms of like the bigger names that like a lot of people are just all about still, and this probably won't shock you, Nat, DJ Moore just doesn't do it for me ever. Now, how is he not this year? I mean, every time I watch the guy play still stellar, still phenomenal. I mean, 30% target share in all those first four weeks looking like an insane value, but he kind of fizzled out this last week. And it was a reminder that he's tied to Sam fucking Darnold. Talk about a hot right. start. No, you know, that's, that's what you should be looking at. Right. Like him, Daniel Jones, those, those would be too obvious, too easy. Uh, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones as guys that were, were clear hot starts bound to cool off very easy, but let's go with the guy that he's thrown to that. Everybody is all about right now. DJ Moore. I think that target share, you know, Robbie Anderson starting to complain. Terrace Marshall could start to emerge. This Tremble guy that we wrote about with shout out Ian Snowdeal, awesome article on him. Uh, he's looking like a real playmaker. So I do think being tied to Sam Darnold in an offense that I just don't think there's way too many weapons for this guy to routinely average 30% of the targets, no matter how good he is. He's somebody I'd be screaming to sell high right now. Uh, hyping up how great he's been because yeah. as much as I love him and as much like the volume he's been seeing, I, I, I will continue to love him as a player. I don't think that volume continues. And I don't think Sam Darnold continues at the level that he's been at. Agree completely. Um, yeah, I think he's the wide receiver six right now. It's like, we'll see. I, I'll um, keep, I, I bet he finishes outside the top 12. Despite yeah, the start. I, I agree. I actually think it might be a little lower than that because if yeah. you actually look at the wide receivers up in that point, they're very tightly bunched. Like, yeah. you know, it, like one or two catches could catapult someone's six spots or something like that. All right. Uh, guys that are busts this year so far. And again, we're only four or five games into the year. Right. Uh, you know, uh, we've seen people rally and have great seasons. So I'm not writing these guys off yet necessarily. But here's some guys that you might have drafted high and just hate yourself for doing it right now. Jonathan Taylor. He was the RB10 usually. Uh, he's the RB28 right now as far as production goes. That's terrible, man. That's awesome. like really, really bad. Uh, Stephon Diggs, he was averaged uh, the wide receiver three in the draft. People loved him. After Hill and Adams, he was the guy. Uh, he's the wide receiver 23 right now, um, being destroyed by all those guys that we just led on the, on the last list. Um, you know, you had Antonio Gibson on this list. I looked up his numbers. Uh, his ADP was RB12. He's the RB12 right now. So he's so, he got it he, together. He's, he's what he, he was supposed to be. But, exactly. I, I mean, it's, it's weird. Like, I kind of thought he belonged on this list. 
I, I hadn't done the research. And then when I did, I was like, no, nah, he's literally. I guess he, yeah, we could take him off. Yeah, I guess he's been better than expected. <laughs> right. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who I have stock in, his ADP wide receiver five. He's the oh, wide right. receiver 26 right now. And he didn't even go to London with personal problems. Come on, Calvin. Mm-hmm. Um, Waller, this is another guy I kind of don't think belongs on the list necessarily. Uh, he was average uh, the tight end two, um, 22 overall. That's significant. I mean, he's a second round guy in snake drafts. Um, but he's like in work range on his prediction and stuff. You know, I'm not thrilled about it, but he's pretty good. It's more um, so the opportunity cost with him. And I, because I own him in multi, I, I think he's my most rostered, like second round pick. And just the guys that went around him, that oh, yeah. I, I wish I had instead of him because those teams aren't doing so hot. I mean, he had that 19 target week one. He, I believe he's been under 10 points in three of yeah. those other four games and like 12 with the other. It's just been – it hasn't been worthy of the second-round pick when you consider who else was going Unquestionably, around. and I'm and I'll bring George Kittle up in that same conversation as yeah, an even true. worse example. Uh, yeah. ADP tight end three, 26 overall. Um, he's 16th in total points amongst <laughs> tight ends. And, and if you're like, oh, he's missed some games, that's not fair. We should be doing average. He's 12th amongst tight ends and average. If you're the tight end 12, like, you're a nobody. Like, that that's nothing. You can get that guy off the scrap heap anytime you want. He might be my biggest bust overall. If it's I not him, if it's – oh, Kittle? No, I think it's yeah. a great call. Yeah, Kittle, yeah, if, yeah. If, if it's not Kittle, it's A.J. Brown for me. Um, he was average the wide receiver seven as far as being picked. He is the wide receiver 73 right now. I know there was an injury, uh, what, like one of the last couple games. Wide receiver 73. He's averaging like seven points a game. Oh, and I mean, and this God. is a guy that like was taken very, very high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those guys are all great on the bust list. I know we, and we're splitting this target up in, in terms of like who we think is going to rebound and we're not worried about and who we, we think are just, you got to hit the panic button right now. Um, the, the, you can't have a bust list though, Nat. The one guy you didn't mention that's going to take home. Is is gonna take home my hardware for I'm just gonna switch the banner for bus that doesn't pan out that does not get out of his slump is Allen Robinson. How how is he not the biggest bust of this year? Uh, taken in the early third by most people, he has not had a top forty wide receiver week yet this season. Nobody has gotten him out of his slump. He was better with Mitch Trubisky, Blake Bortles, like Glennon. He's played better with Nick Foles, like with all this crap. Quarterbacks, what is he? I'm just gonna look it up real quick in terms of what he is. Allen Robinson is it's a it's a good call. Like, I mean, yeah. he's he's an absolutely unbelievable, unrepentant bust. Taken no as B wide receiver 11, 31st overall. So again, early third uh third round. He's the wide receiver 61 in fantasy right now. Wide receiver 61, below such heralded names as Sammy Watkins, Nelson Aguilar, who's been awful. He's worse than Nelson Aguilar. Khalif Raymond, Kendrick Bourne, his teammate Darnell Mooney. I I mean, Zach Pascal, (laughs) Kadarius Tony. I saw it. So that's based on like one game. Tony has more yards in one game than Allen Robinson has all season. All right, that's all you need to know. No, no. Yeah, I'm going to push back, but I don't want this to come off as like I'm defending Allen Robinson in any way. He's He's been an absolute and total bust. A.J. Brown was drafted higher and is lower on the scoring list than Allen Robinson. Like he actually like was taken. He's the seven and he's 73. Like he's even worse and was taken even higher. So, yeah. I mean, you have to at least make a case for that. And I would actually make the case still for Kittle over Robinson because Kittle, I think, was was more hyped. As good as we think Robinson was, I mean, Kittle was like, you know, late second rounder for a lot of people, right? 
Yeah, he was. Uh, they All these guys, A.J. Brown, Kittle, Robinson, were all top of round two, like the end of round two, early three, and all of them have been just completely horrendous. Um, I still go with Robinson okay. in terms of who I think is the least likely to pan out because of how run-heavy – I mean, he ran it 34 times without <laughs> Montgomery in the lineup. That like that and, and Justin Fields and that was we're just running backs. Justin Fields had a handful of attempts. I don't believe Fields has thrown for more than 200 yards in a game yet. I'm not. I I, I could double check that, but I know like last week was 100. It's pathetic. And it's, it's when, terrible. He, when he does air it out, it's going to Mooney. That's his preferred guy at this point. It seems pretty clear to me. Robinson, I have far less faith in rebounding than I do anybody else. I, AJ Brown, I can see though. Do you think he rebounds at all? Like, what what are your thoughts on that situation? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I mean, but man, that's a, that's a terrible spot. I, I think I agree with you on Robinson being the one that's most likely to continue doing what he's doing. Yeah. I think Robinson like truly might not get you a single useful game this year. Whereas AJ Brown at some point will blow up. But my question is like, if you don't do it against Jacksonville, when Julio Jones is also well, out, that's kind of my whole point. When are you going to get it done? Right? Like, wh- you know, Henry is just that much of a focal point at this point that, I don't know that you can ever rely on AJ Brown. So I'm with you. Both of those guys uh, firmly on my list of busts that like, I am worried they don't pan out. If you can somehow sell either of them, I don't think anyone's going to come get Allen Robinson off your t- plate. I might, I might hate cut him this week. We'll see. I think you can, could still squeeze something out of AJ Brown since he was hurt and you can kind of build that narrative. But even still, I would be selling those guys as fast as I can. What about in terms of the bust? So we, we gave this list of guys and, and so many big names on there. Which ones are you not worried about? Who do you think rebounds? Who would you buy low on, essentially, at this point? I'll give you three. Uh, Keenan Allen. I, I just I, I think that this is more a product of, I mean, what he's done in the past and the Chargers offense. I mean, we've seen the game that Mike Williams did not produce. Allen was just peppered with target after target in that game. Uh, his talent is there. If he stays healthy, I expect his numbers to come up. I don't think he's going to be the top receiver uh, fantasy-wise on his own team, but I think he's going to be a good player. If you could get him on the cheap, I might be interested. Don't uh, you just love, by the way, the Chargers? Like, aren't yeah, they just they're, so they're, fun they're probably – they might be my favorite team to watch. Right? He, I mean, he is aw- that team is just awesome. I was so pumped that they pulled that out against the Browns. And, like, they're yeah. – it's clear they've passed the torch from, like, the Phillip Rivers era where they were always competitive but always found a way to blow it in the last minute. Like, yeah. they're just getting it done now. And I love – to see it, whether it's Herbert and it's definitely Herbert, but also the coach, like everything about them just feels good. And I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. And I, yeah. I don't know what you, I don't know if you agree with me on Allen, but I, I think he'll, I think he'll probably bounce back and do pretty well. I, um, yeah, it's too good of an offense. Even if he doesn't beat out Mike Williams. Yes. I'm with you. It's too good of an offense. Right. He's too smooth of a player. I'm with you. Darren Waller, who I mentioned before, uh, I, I, I think he'll, improve I, I don't see him being a disappointment all year I don't think he's going to live up to where he was drafted and the expectations but I think he's going to be one of the top producing tight ends pretty consistently all year so if that counts as a rebound okay the last one I actually think Calvin Ridley this is maybe some wistful thinking on my part because I oh, have him. Matt Ryan's looked really good the last two or three games and uh Ridley didn't go to London I mean I feel like Ryan's like eight touchdowns no interceptions like the last three games something like that um Ridley's a Ridley's awesome. And I mean, he's being held back by Ryan. If Ryan starts playing well, I think Ridley's numbers will go up. What do you think? They, they, I, I'm less worried about Ridley than I am. Some of these other guys that were going in that same range. We already talked about AJ Brown and, and all them, but I am a little worried that like, yes, Ryan's looking better, but 
almost all of that is going to his tight ends on like five yards and like they're drawing up some pretty good schemes and really certainly can get it done after the catch. You got to hope that they use him in this role that they're using Pitts in. They're using freaking Hayden Hurston, Lee Smith, whoever the hell that is. Like it's all tight ends and that's good and dandy. Hopefully they put Ridley in a position to succeed like them. I'm, I'm a little bit more worried than you are about Ridley uh, rebounding I'm myself. Inside, I'm extremely worried, but I'm putting on a brave face for the listeners. <laughs> Uh, the guy that I'm most confident in bouncing back is Stephon Diggs. I, I know it's been ugly, and I know this was his worst game. I thought by about far. that. Yeah, he's my by far my favorite, though. Yes, only five targets last week, two catches. This is where you go get him. That was scary. But up to this game, he had seen 28%, 27%, 23%, and 33% of the targets. So he's still getting that volume we saw last year. They hadn't been hitting on the 15-plus yard throws. They only had one of 10 of those targets completed across the last four weeks, whereas they had seven of seven completed last year at this time. So yes, I get that they're not connecting quite like they were, but Allen looks back. I mean, he is slinging the rock all over the place. And yes, there's more mouths to feed, but it did look like Beasley's a little dinged up. Manny Sanders is awesome. Like I love how he's playing, but that's going to cool off. They're going to continue to draw more attention his way. So if there's one player on this list, I'm like, yeah, he's been a bust relative to his price, but I would buy low on as fast as I could. That would be Stefan Diggs for me. I am still a little worried about pretty much everyone else on that list. Uh, the other one that it almost feels like cheating because I, I had this as my rebound guy heading into the week. And then and I should have played him because of that. Robert Woods, though, you know, I, yeah. I figured it was just too good of an offense, too good of a QB, too good of a play caller and that he would have to figure it out at some point. But now we just saw 14 targets, 12 catches. Like we've right. already seen the rebound. So and now that's if a you come out obvious. with the hot yeah. take, hey, you know who I like this Robert Woods guy. Yeah, this guy the, blew the up. guy that they threw every single pass to last week. I like exactly. That. Pitts is kind of similar in that sense too. Like had been busting, was on this list, and then after week five, it's like clear this guy is a monster, and he could still be heavily involved. What about? And I guess we call it like bust of the year. This one's a little bit different, in my opinion, though. It's like a sleeping giant who's been quiet so far that could truly explode. I know you said you had a little trouble coming up with anyone. Do you have any names? That pop into mind because I got a handful I could nominate and you could tell me what you think. Why don't Why don't I play off you a little bit? I don't have an immediate one. I got guys I think will will rebound. I'm not sure if there's one I'd elevate above the rest, but maybe I just haven't thought of them yet. So one of them, and maybe this is just pure stubbornness on my part. I do think Trey. Lance are you having, Are you about to say Josh Gordon? No, no, God, no. That would be like 18 years of stubbornness. No, I'm not that foolish. Jay but is Trey, on. I'm going Trey. Yeah, good Lord. Trey Lance is one of them. Um, I get this last week. What is the QB 17 QB 18 was about as dreadful as could be some really bad looking throws, but he was that rushing touchdown away on the goal line. Like it should have gotten in would have been the QB 11 there Two dropped potential touchdown passes. Who knows where he ends up if those gets completed. So many holding calls on 15 yard gains. Like, there was just everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, and he still was the QB 17, QB 18 on the week, depending on how everything pays out tonight. I That's actually a little bit encouraging to me. I, I hate that it didn't just come out immediately. Like, you know, when Mahomes just lit it up from week one, you're like, all right, this guy's a, a destined to be a stud. But we knew he was a little more raw. We knew he didn't have the time that he needed to sit behind Garoppolo. But if they continue back to him at this point, I, I think he could be one. The guy I feel best about, though, Javante Williams. I mean, he passes every single eyeball test you could ever imagine. And the, the metrics back it up well in the top 10 in terms of yards after contact, despite being so low in attempts. I think he's like 29th right now in total attempts. 
He's top 10 in yards after contact. He's top five in yards after contact per attempt. The guy is just a tackle-breaking machine. This offense is moving the ball quite well. They're in the red zone so often. I don't get why they're not just handing it to this beast. But you've got to imagine at some point it flips from about a near dead even 50-50, if anything, favoring Melvin Gordon split. It's so much clear. It couldn't be clearer how much better Javante Williams is than Melvin Gordon at this stage. Gordon does always get dinged up too. So whether it's injury, whether the coaching staff just finally fucking wakes up, Pat Shermer has red and bell cows before. I think by midseason, we got a couple more weeks here. I think Javante takes that over. We got a soft late season schedule. I could see him going nuts. And then the last one doesn't need much explanation, but Michael Thomas. I mean, he's been hurt. He's been on the IR. Him and Jerry Judy also kind of fits that bill as two just potential monster alphas uh, that, that could light it up down the stretch. I mean, Winston is slinging the rock whenever they let him. It seems like they're kind of taking the training wheels off and they're just going to be like, fuck it, let's let this guy rip. And uh, that could be good news for Michael Thomas. We've seen Winston sustain great stats from Mike Evans, from Chris Godwin before. And, and I mean, Callaway's kind of rebounding these last few weeks. I know, after I, after I cut him like three weeks ago. The hate cut, baby. <laughs> they they yeah, get motivated by it. So those are those are three guys that I have so, down as like potential league winners. The only other one would be Tony Pollard. If anything ever happens to Zeke, of course that guy would just ch- change leagues. So those yeah, are the I think I you could say the same thing about like Alex Madison though in in that situation. Of course, you, you know, could. I mean, like you know, we could throw out a few handcuffs that that might be true for your list. I like Javante Williams by far the most. As much as yeah. I like Trey Lance, I don't realistically see him as uh, you're saying a league winner. I don't see that happening. I think that. The floor for a starting quarterback in fantasy is is too high for this guy to come in and win a league, in my opinion. I just like he'd have to be like 50 points a game or something like that. And I just as good as he is, I don't see that happening. He might end up being a real nice asset or a nice steal for someone improve at the quarterback position, six points a game, something like that. I don't see the guy winning a league for somebody. Not this year. anyway. And just to right. hype our own selves up too, Nat, oh, last yeah. year we up. had the yeah. Sleeping Giant Award. Yes, too, uh, like this. But when we we asked for a Sleeping Giant who could, like, light up the league and um, become a league winner last year, Herbert hadn't taken over. Like, he had a couple, like, good flashes. But we were like, this kid's shown enough that we really think he could go on an insane tear. Then he went to lead on, like, the league in passing and, you know, tap ourselves on the back. We're pretty good with this award in the past. And I think Javante Williams isn't, like, I think a lot of people are recognizing just how damn good this guy looks. But it's even though it might not be that bold, people are missing it, and he's going for way too cheap in trades right now. If you have a, a you know four and one roster, three and two even, and you have a little bit of flexibility to wait on this guy another week or two, I love him. I guess the other one I want to toss out there is Kenneth Gainwell too. Like if something happens to Sanders, I, I really like what Gainwell looks like in this offense. But let's continue forward. All I right, just let's to roll through so we can get to the mailbag. Let's let's get through our last few categories. Waiver wire pickup of the year. We got Patterson, Manny Sanders, Alex Madison, um, Dawson Knox. To me, it's clearly Patterson. I'm not 100% sure what it will be at the end of the year or even halfway through the year. It might be Dawson Knox. I mean, it could be Madison if, if uh, Cook goes down. But look at Patterson. Look what the guy's done. And he's been on a few of our, like, we're higher than Hail Mary for the week, stuff like that. And I remember, like, two weeks ago, I said to you, like, you're too low on him. His floor is, like, 15 points. And it's true. Like, that's his floor. Like, he had just a ho-hum game in London, 18 and a half fantasy uh, points. He's the running back three. Cordero Patterson in 2021 through five games is the RB3 in fantasy. That's it. That's my whole case. 
And I don't think you need to make much more of a case than that. It's been absolutely insane. But if you'd like some stats to back it up, he's my winner too. He's now seen his snaps jump from 33 to 35, 42, dropped to 30% in week four. He still scored three touchdowns, absolute monster. And then right. 59% this last week, 60% snap player. Uh, number one among running backs and receiving yards, number two in total TDs. One player in fantasy points above expectations. He's been over 14 points, in fact, 16 PPR points in four straight games. Nothing feels fluky either. Like I get it's not the highest of volume roles, but that, that's only continuing to climb. So that's going to just constantly buoy out, I think. You know, even if he doesn't in, keep this insane efficiency going, I really like him just to keep this riding. So, yeah, he's my clear-cut winner. All these other guys have been great and could be great uh, the rest of the season, especially yeah. Knox, if you said the tight end too. Like, I mean, that's insane for a waiver wire guy to be actually steady. Uh, as a tight end. But yeah, I, to me, it's definitely Patterson. I do want to toss out Dalton Schultz as well um, as a nominee. Yeah. Again, it's Patterson. Yeah. But this guy is the tight end four in PPR right now, likely to be top five. He's seen 28, 36, and 25% of the target share these last three weeks. Granted, Gallup's been out, and I wonder if that stays steady, but it seems like that rapport is just too damn money. He's going to be a top five tight end the rest of the year, in my opinion. Agree on that one too. Yeah, definitely. I think one one thing that all these awards made me realize: if you reached for a tight end, and if or if you reached for a quarterback, like you probably made a real mistake. Yeah, year. other than Kelsey, who's still been solid, but even Kelsey's then, it's like, great. But Craig, Kelsey, look for where for where we liked him, for where you had him on your big board, he's not that. He's he's not he's not like the sixth best player in fantasy or whatever this right. year. You agree right. with that, right? Okay. I do. Yeah, um, future waiver wire hero. Uh, you went with Kadarius Tony, and I don't have a rebuttal to that. So, are you sticking with him? Yeah, the only risk, uh, the only risk with that one is he is getting X-rays today. Uh, obviously, you know Shepard coming back could eat into that target share. But he, how could you take this guy off the field? He looks better than everyone else out there. Not just because the Giants have minimal talent, like instead of defenders, he's just operating on a gear that's different than everyone. 189 yards this last week. Remember, he was my Hail Mary of the week, Nat. So, like, we've been talking about this guy right. for a bit of time. Uh, it's hard to be like you know, Odell Beckham's rookie season, but this guy is just that electrifying, that making leaping grabs after the catch, especially so dynamite. He's doing all of those crazy things that there's not a layer of the field he can't win. There's not a route that he can't do. Like, he's not as refined as Odell Beckham was coming into the league on his routes, but he's still – beating everybody in terms of that quickness and separation. I, I love the guy. I think he's only going to continue to get his role. Pepper, we got Galladay. He avoided like a season ending injury, but he's going to be banged up. They they need some playmakers. Of course, again, his own injury. If he got x-rays, Daniel Jones's health status, those will all play a role. But even Glennon was slinging it to him. Uh, just to give you one other in case he is hurt. And this doesn't end up being um, honey rebounds. We did talk about Rashad Bateman. I think, you know, we're seeing this rookie class. Yeah, that's a talent. good call. And looking pretty damn solid with it. But also Jeff Wilson. I, I want to continue to emphasize, I think Jeff Wilson is going to be that 49ers starting running back, possibly as early as week seven. That's the first week you get activated from the PUP after their bye. If so, he's going to be a beast. He led the team in rushing last year, rushing TDs. In fact, he had 10. He was 10th in the NFL in rushing TDs. He was the running back two over the fantasy playoffs. Had a monster championship winning week for you guys. I totally see that happening again. We've talked about how soft their schedule is. Houston, Tennessee, Atlanta over their final three games in the playoffs. And whoever their starting running back is, is going to be putting up money, money points. To me, I think that's going to be Jeff Wilson. So another guy that's on waiver wires now, 20% of leagues is the only time he's rostered. 
go get him. He's going to be a stretch run hero at running back. Okay. Heard it here first. Positional number ones by the end of the year. We're going to roll down by position real quick. Uh, quarterback. Who do I think is going to be the number one scoring quarterback at the end of the year? Uh, I think it's going to be Brady or Justin Herbert. And the interesting thing about me picking those two guys, obviously I have five weeks of data to look at. Neither one of them has the Konami upside. You're always uh, crazy, right? Isn't that weird? They're basically pocket guys, right? Exactly. You would never think a statue would be number one. And and here we are. Statue is probably going to be number one. I have Josh Allen myself going to Konami. Uh, I'm going to go with the cannon arm, the Konami. He's starting to click. Uh, and and he's going to rip it the rest of the year. Back to back years is the number one QB in my opinion. Surprised neither of us picked Mahomes. That's kind of wild. Uh, man, what? I, I feel like we could do a whole podcast just about the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I'm not picking Mahomes. I know. All right, running back. I think it's going to be Henry. Henry as well. We're not, we've already raved about him enough, and I don't see anything changes. I mean, 482 carries like that's a little scary. Like, could he hold up? And you look at the guy and you're like, yeah, he's a fucking tank. So, yeah, of course he's going to hold up. So, yeah, I'm going Henry. All right. And I will just say for wide receiver, I mean, we just dissed Patrick Mahomes a little bit. If if I were a betting man, I'd bet on Tyreek Hill. I'd go Devontae Adams, just too steady of a target share. I mean, what he just did to that defense against Cincinnati this last weekend. More of those days are coming in his future because they have no one else. There's like no one else for Rodgers to throw to. Hill will have those maybe in terms of like Randall Cobb at the end. Yeah, right. Exactly. We saw that disappear. Uh, Adams is too damn good. If you give Rodgers three seconds and you see him on court, you know exactly where it's going. It's it's a beautiful thing having him on my team. I absolutely love it. It's going to be Devontae. All right. Um, and last but not least, tight ends. I'm going to be extremely boring, and I'm going to say Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, he's been the tight end one for five straight years. I don't see that. There's no reason that's going to change, even though he hasn't been absolutely I mean, he's the tight end one right now. <laughs> and, and he's been having a quote-unquote down year. And the guy still has like four or five touchdowns. Monster. He's still a yeah. monster. I'm, I'm absolutely in agreement. All right. We talked about fantasy rookies of the year. And, uh, you know, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, the two obvious guys. You know, on our sheet, I picked Chase, but then I looked at it, and I actually think that Harris probably deserves my vote more. I'm more of a fan of Chase, which I think is probably why I picked him. But, I mean, I feel like Harris is like the RB3 or something like that. He is. And for a rookie, I mean, that's amazing. So I'm changing my vote to Najee Harris. Yeah, 93% of the snaps, 96% of the Steelers running back touches. There's no workhorse like that's ever been at this level. It's freaking insane. Number one in running back target so far this year. He's not overly efficient. He's running back 30 in fantasy points right. per opportunity. But he's just that volume's going nowhere, especially now that Juju's hurt. More targets opened up. For this guy, so to me, it is Najee as, as we've talked about the top two, the more the, the tougher to get points positions. You know, very top heavy, and then it just drops off completely. He's been one of the only safe options you've had all year, so I love him. I do want to mention though, Chase has been just insanely efficient again. Just to reemphasize, I said this at the top: forty uh, first in targets, seventh in fantasy points, second in fantasy points over expectations, behind only Cordarrelle Patterson. The guy has been a monster. We just saw ten targets this last week. Uh, for 159 and a score, I think more of those 10 target plus days are coming for the guy. He's just too damn good. It's going to come at the expense of Higgins, the expense of Boyd. He's just going to be a true alpha. We're going to be taking him in round two everywhere next year. But I think we're going to be taking Najee Harris top five everywhere next year. Yeah. So it's a crazy rookie class in that sense. Intrigued to see what Pitts does the rest of the year after that huge game last week. Me too. 160 yards. Like, I love to see him get in this conversation. I think Javante could get in this conversation if and when he takes over. He looks better 
as a player than Najee, the volume just won't be there for him. But I'm, I'm excited to see those two guys I'm watching uh, pretty hard. And, and as you mentioned, Tony, like he won't take over for Chase, but he could be, you know, an insane talent moving down the stretch here. Let's wrap up with Super Bowl predictions, Nat. Who are you thinking? Who are you taking? I'm taking the Buffalo Bills over the Los Angeles Rams, 31-21. Wow, so you don't even have the Bucks in it, huh? No. I, I just, I've already seen the Rams beat up the Bucks. I don't need, I mean, you know. It, it's the Bucks. Brady's going to win it again. I think it's going to be, I think the Bills, I'm with you. I'm, I'm team Bills. I'm, I'm going them to make it to the Super Bowl. I think we're going to get an unbelievable shootout style game. You know me, I'm always going for points, but I, I'm going 41 Bucks. Uh, let's call it 38. We'll call it a field goal game and monster, just beautiful performance in overtime. Brady wins it for him. Bucks, Bucks taking down the Super Bowl. I would like to see either of those matchups. I won't be disappointed. Be beautiful. Yeah. It'll be great. Good stuff as always, guys. Game has started. Wish me luck. I need an early TD from both running backs to ice this thing. Heal up truth. See you later, Wolf. Awesome, buddy. Good luck. Get those those touchdowns. Get your wins, guys. That Tim Tim uh, of finally getting alone time in the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you again so much. I hope you enjoy those quarter one awards. Uh, we, we certainly enjoyed giving them to you. I'll be back next Monday with the usual risers, fallers, all that good stuff. I will be updating the big board live during the game tonight. So that will be updated on the rankings, uh, the rest of the season rankings tonight on the website, roasterjournal.com. We breed and feed you fancy wolves. And of course, you can listen to this in audio at a fancy fullback dive. We pave your path to 2021 titles. Thanks so much for being here. I'm the wolf. I'm the truth. And a world full of fantasy sheep, guys. Be that wolf. Later. Later. Football right there, folks.